0: Yeah, girls in daisy culture are afraid to lift weight.
1: Yeah, girls think that if, if they touch a five-pound dumbbell, they're going to turn into <laughs> Miss Olympia and morph into yeah. She-Hulk. It, 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 that's not how it works.
2: I've noticed that here in Pakistan, the men, after they eat, they need a cigarette. They'll go out for a cigarette. And I've seen that, I've seen my chat to do it, yeah, so yep. I've do it, like, oh, I'll be right back, and then let's go smoke and come back. Why is that so? Mm-hmm. Why do you need to after mm-hmm. you smoke?
0: Hello, assalamu alaikum everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Popcord Podcast. So, uh, funny story, this was actually supposed to be a cricket podcast for this week. Assuming that Pakistan would have won, but that did not happen. So for obvious reasons, I decided to skip on that episode for the time being. Um, Yeah, that was pretty disappointing. Not only did we lose to India, but we also lost to Bangladesh. That's not very common. Uh, Not to hate on those two teams, those teams are obviously at the top of their game. But damn, really? 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 I don't follow cricket closely. But come on. Who the need be right? guy karata, right? They're killing each Anyway. For today's episode, we have two guests. One is Maha, who is returning from a previous episode that we did. Which episode was that, Maha?
2: Um...
0: The marriage one, right? Best
2: yeah, the marriage one. Best
0: yeah. age to get married, yeah. So Maha was a guest on that. So this is her second time. And then our second guest is Danielle. We also call him Dan, and uh, he lives in the United States. So Danielle, I'm just going to ask you to introduce yourself.
1: Hey guys, I'm, I'm a Danielle or a Dan. I'm a 21 years old. I'm in Oklahoma in the United States. I, I like to lift weights, I like watching movies and hanging out with friends when possible. Mm-hmm. Are you studying? Yeah, I'm studying. I'm studying computer science. I'm currently a sophomore. in the second semester. Nice.
0: Have you always been in Oklahoma, or did you uh, move there? Nah,
1: nah, I-, I moved from Connecticut in 2012. Right.
0: Yeah, and I-, I think Oklahoma is a pretty bold move. There's not a lot of daisies there, right? Not a lot of other Pakistani. Oh people. no,
1: no, not at all. Especially in our town, man. In our town, it's a town of 35,000 people. At most, in terms of Desis, there's no Pakistani Muslims. Like, we had a big Pakistani Muslim kind of circle in Connecticut. Here, it's like, mm-hmm. there's, you, have, you have Indians. Uh, and, I mean, besides that, no one else you can really uh, relate with. It's kind of sad. It's kind of isolated, I guess. Yeah. And that's weird. honestly one of the reasons why I, I like joining the Pakistan Discord, is because I could talk to Pakistanis every day. Yeah,
0: Aww. yeah, I totally get you. Yeah. that That definitely makes sense. When I first moved to Connecticut, actually, the part of Connecticut that I moved to did not have a lot of Muslims either. Uh, Very few Pakistanis at that time, at least like this was like 1999. And then afterwards, a lot of Pakistanis moved in. Yeah. Mm -hmm. During the time that we moved, we had to drive 45 minutes just to get halal food.
1: Wow. That's how it is here, actually, man. Halal food is like 45 minutes to an hour away in a bigger city.
0: Yeah, I'm not even used to that anymore. Because um, now, mm-hmm. like in Dallas, there's a huge Pakistani community, right? So uh, halal lot food is like just around the corner. You can get it five, 10 minutes mm-hmm. away. I don't know if I could ever do that again, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's a good start. So I think what we were going to discuss today was an open-ended conversation around health and eating habits, as well as fitness habits within the Desi community, perceptions of what is good and what is bad and what is good for you and what is bad for you. So I guess set the stage a little bit. I wanted to shed some light on some facts. The average Pakistani life expectancy today, according to WHO group, the average life expectancy for Pakistan is 66. And not only is that one of the lowest on earth, but that's actually the lowest within South Asian countries. So just to get some perspective, India is 68. So that's just Um. two years over 66, right? Now, this one's surprising. Bangladesh is 72. That's actually oh. pretty healthy, pretty good, right? Nepal is 69. I wasn't mm-hmm. able to figure out on the internet why those countries are higher. Mm-hmm. Moreover, U.S., the average age most people live to is 79. And then mm-hmm. guess, which, guess which country is the highest? Can either of you guess?
2: Japan. Like that's right.
0: No, Japan. Yeah. That's perfect, yeah. Japan? Japan is the highest with 84. The average age wow. is 84. So this topic really caught my interest, right? And I started to wonder why is the average life expectancy so low in Pakistan? <laughs> and I wasn't able to find anything concrete on the internet. There are some factors that could be driving this. One is child mortality, for example. So many kids die from premature births in Pakistan. That's still a problem. Uh, vaccinations is another one. But there might be more to this. So my personal opinion is our lifestyle including our diet and exercise or lack thereof might be playing a role within this and before we start i just want to state that none of us are experts on this podcast right now and there is no professional opinion being presented to you on this podcast but what we really want to do is start a discussion and share some food for thought so with that said let's get started what do you guys think maha what do you think
2: Right. So it's I think uh, both of those things, eating too much and not exercising enough or getting somewhat exercise in throughout the day. Like that's a very bad habit, Um, the Pakistani or the Desi community, like the concept of portion control. We don't have that at all. And how we have like how we eat. Carbohydrates are so they're so big that like a plate of biryani that's all that someone would eat. There's no portion control. And then after you eat, you just sit on your ass all day. Like, (laughs) I don't know. And it's most of the households in Pakistan, like I've seen. Like, I don't know. Personally, like since I've been here, after you eat, there's a craving that you get for sweets. And I think that's the worst. Like, Mm -hmm. first of all, you're sitting after you eat and then you're not working out. You're not going out at all. People usually tend to stay inside because it's so hot. There's, like, there's no way you can go out and go for a walk or a jog. And then on top of that, you're having cravings for sweets. Mm-hmm. And I've never had, like, cravings for sweets in Canada. Like, after you eat.
0: Mm-hmm. But you do in Pakistan?
2: Also, yeah, and it's so weird.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you you raise a pretty good point, actually, because I know this, right? We go to, even here, when we go to people's houses, um, Desi to Daisy, right? There's a Dawat or something. You go to their house, and... Right after the food, there's a mandatory dessert portion and you have to eat that. It's almost, it's actually pretty rude to say no because they put it in a plate for you and, you know, somebody has to finish that. So, So, yeah, Uh, exactly. I'm not a fan of sweets at all, but yeah.
2: (laughs) I love sweets.
0: Yeah, I feel like you build a taste for it once it becomes routine. And that might be what you're experiencing because you're in Pakistan right now, right? So, you might be getting accustomed to getting dessert offered to you after you eat dinner or lunch. And when that dessert is not offered, then you know it feels like something is missing. So you might be getting cravings because of that.
2: Right, that's so true. And then also in Pakistan, there's a concept of staying up at night. Like, like Karachi never sleeps. It's a city that never sleeps. So everyone's, even like places that you can go out to eat, they're open till like 3, 4 a.m.,
1: yeah, they're staying up, smoking cigarettes, watching movies. Yeah, that
2: I remember exactly that exactly. Good it. times. Yeah, yeah, which <laughs> <laughs> um, even now, like it's 6 a.m. and I'm still not asleep. And this is the point. This is the point where you feel hungry, and instead of having like three meals a day, you're having four meals a day, or snacks in between. You know?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You said a really interesting phrase, which is portion control, right? I I feel like that was an excellent use of words because one of the reasons that I think Japan is so high up on that list is... Have you ever seen Japanese portions?
2: Yes. Japanese bento
0: boxes? Yeah. Even here, if you go get Japanese street food or go to a restaurant or something, they have really tiny portions. And I'm I'm in Texas, right? And Texas has the highest, I believe, obesity rates in the country. And the reason for that is, and I've lived on the East Coast, West Coast, and now I'm in Texas. Uh, the portions here are out of control. There, <laughs> an average <laughs> meal, I I've, I go to a burger place or something. The average burger is like twelve, fifteen hundred calories. You get fries with that and a milkshake. That's like a three thousand calorie meal.
1: Everything's bigger in Texas.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've heard your guys' is, uh your standard small is not even a small it's like a medium.
0: Yeah, you, you can feel the difference. You go from here to California the portions are a lot more reasonable. You go from here to New York the portions are a lot more reasonable. And and the food is more international too, right? So you'll you'll get a variety of foods and they keep your portions in check.
2: There are, yeah, there are no portions in Pakistan. There's no such thing as food categories <laughs> like we. There's no such thing as vegetables in Pakistan. It's just chicken or rice. Like that's what that's all I've been having. Like a like sabzi. Like, there's the only yeah. thing, and that's like once in a while. And kids never eat that.
0: Oh yeah, right. If somebody cooks some vegetables in our family. Yeah. Nobody eats that. Nobody wants
1: it. The standard is like a heaping plate of rice and chicken, yeah. or like a bunch of naan and some like. Delicious, rich salan, you know, not conducive to healthy living.
2: Yeah, even roti is a minimum. At McCullough's house, she'll make a salan and they won't eat it with, like, the kids won't eat it with roti. They'll have it with rice. And I just, I find that mm-hmm. so weird because that's, that's all they're having, rice and meat.
0: Right. And it's it's white rice too, right? It's not even like... I eat brown rice a lot, under the assumption that it's healthier, and because it doesn't taste as good as white rice, I eat less. So that <laughs> <laughs> that's a that helps. but yeah, I totally agree with you. I think uh, one story that comes to my mind around this is when I went to Pakistan. It's like a, a bragging thing to eat more. Mm. I have like a relative in the family, like an uncle, and he's he bragged about. His world record or made a record kilogia, the you know I ate like seven kilos of beef, and yeah, that I broke everybody's records and got a lot of pets for that. I was like, okay, that's great. but yeah, like that's how people talk. Oh,ki <laughs> are
2: when you see other people eating a lot, you come into the influence, like the first thing taking boxman, I was yeah. literally holding my stomach at night and I couldn't fall asleep. I ate so much.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Heartburn, right? Heartburn is another problem. You you eat
1: so much.
2: Acid reflex and stuff.
1: (laughs) I thought it was interesting when you guys brought up white rice. You know, it's pretty interesting because the Japanese love white rice. And it just goes back to the importance of portion control. Because here are the Pakistanis who also eat white rice by the bucket loads. And, you know, we get fat because of it. And not to mention, we're also putting, like, tail in it. Like, you know, like 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 the rice in biryani is a lot more fatty than the mm-hmm. rice you'll have in, like, sushi, for example. But then the rice that the Japanese eat, like that same kind of white rice, it's in much smaller quantities, and it's simply just really just steamed rice. It's nothing more than that. It's not rich kind of yeah. soupy rice, you know? It's-
2: you know, when my mom makes plain things- Right, right. She puts like oil on top of it so it doesn't stick together. That's
1: yeah, what yeah, <laughs> yeah and, exactly.
2: And while it's boiling, you put like salt in it as well to give it a little bit of taste. That's ridiculous. Because most DC families have a history of diabetes or blood pressure and like cholesterol and stuff.
1: Yeah, stroke.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, diabetes is a huge epidemic in Pakistan. And yeah, lots of it is genetic. So we're often predisposed to have it if we don't counter against it. So that yeah. kind of scares me as well. Okay. What other bad habits can you guys think of? I We just talked about, uh, I kind of touched on smoking, right? Smoking is still a huge problem. It does cut your life short. All of my brothers smoke, right? All Most of my uncles mm-hmm. smoke as well. And I'm the only one in my family who does not, the only male who does not oh. besides my dad. And I see it, it's a huge social thing. If you don't smoke, you're basically not called outside oh. to hang out with the guys. And you're stuck inside yeah, with girls. Exactly. I've actually, I'm at the point where I don't care anymore. But when I was younger, I used to care. I wanted to fit in. So I used to smoke, be able to socialize with the guys outside. And thankfully, I was able to withdraw out of that before it became <laughs> a bad habit.
1: Well, I think in regards to smoking, tobacco is is, there's a huge issue in my state, in Oklahoma. Oklahoma is like, it's a really working class, blue collar state, and the lives a lot of people live are kind of grindy, for lack of a better word, just like, go to work, uh, you have a blue collar tough job, you know, and you you smoke to cope with that. And I think I think people in Pakistan do it for the same reason. Like, obviously, the quality of life in Pakistan isn't that good for many people. And so you have cigarettes that are you know relatively cheap and accessible and like every uh street side vendor will sell you a, like, like a spare like, like a lucy a spare cigarette for a few rupees
2: they even sell it to kids
1: yeah yeah even to kids mm-hmm. but yeah it's, it's so easy, easily accessible and it's cheap and it feels good and you and you feel relaxed for the 10 minutes your cigarette's lit you know and yeah that's that's the unfortunate thing it's like Smoking isn't the core problem. The core problem is the stress that the people experience. And smoking, for the lack of a better term, is kind of like a bandage that people put on, except it's like a disgusting infected bandage, obviously, because it messes you up even more.
0: Yeah, that's a great point, Dan, because my brother, my oldest brother, uses that to justify his smoking habit. When I mm-hmm. ask him, why why are you smoking so much, like a pack, two packs a day? Um, he used to smoke a lot, wow. he was cut down, but he still smacks, smokes a lot, right? It'll just be like, oh, I'm under a lot of stress. I got deadlines to meet. My job is tough. You know, kids are driving me crazy. I'm like, come mm-hmm. on, man. I, I have about the same level yeah. of stress. There's just different mm-hmm. ways of dealing with it. My job is tough as well, right? Yeah, I feel like it's, it's mindset. Thankfully, that's not a an issue for me. I just replace that with other ways. I guess I just listen to music. I don't know what right. helps me or uh, working out or just keeping your mind away from things and distracting yourself. There's just so many options out there.
1: Yeah, a a lot of stuff is... Core cause of it is stress, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. That's that's how a lot of people destroy their own bodies. Like, not just smoking either. It's also the other topic in this podcast, eating, overeating. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm sure sure a lot of that's related to stress. You finally get together with the family at the end of the week. And, you know, you can have a huge plate of biryani, have nihari, have your uh, vatai after, you know. And it's it's another way of unwinding.
2: I've noticed that here in Pakistan, the men... After they eat, they need a cigarette. They'll go out for a cigarette. And I've seen that. I've seen my chat to do it. I've yeah, seen so my yep. cousins do it. I'm like, oh, I'll be right back. And then they'll just go smoke and come back. Why is that, mm-hmm. though? Why do you need it after mm-hmm. you smoke? Or well, after you eat? Does it have to do with the food?
0: I don't know, actually. I don't know if Dan has an answer to this. Um, I feel like it's almost like, uh, you know, craving yeah. sweets after you eat. It might be similar to that.
1: Yeah. Nicotine is also a bit of a stimulant. I guess if like after after stuffing yourself, you're having kind of a food coma, you just go out uh-huh. to smoke with the boys and you might feel a bit more alert. I don't know. I, I'd go as far as saying as stress is the problem. Everything else comes from it. Like it's it's like right. in terms of social problems, stress is the biggest issue and everything else stems from that. Like everything else, bad, overeating, uh, smoking is, is a way of trying to curb that stress.
2: Hmm. Very true.
0: Um, going back to the, I guess, overeating problem, There's obesity is another issue in Pakistan, right? I've noticed there's a new wave of thought now where people are trying to go on walks and just, I guess, diet a bit more. And, and not just the younger people, the older people too, right? My mom tries, my aunts try, mm-hmm. my uncles try to basically get healthier, eat less, walk more. And of course, they don't lose weight that quickly because they think they might be doing it right, but they're usually not. So for example... My mom goes for a walk. She walks for a good 20, 30 minutes, but she can't walk a lot because her knees hurt too, right? So, and then she'll come back and she'll, like, not all the time. I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, just throw dirt at her, but uh, many times she'll come home and she'll eat a gulab jam. <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: Weakness, feel we Yeah. That's what I've heard. <laughs> I feel weak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: There's a little uh, statement or expression in the, um, among the fitness, like, gurus, community, and whatnot that. You can't outrun a bad diet and the uh, calories that they're burning doing their walks which uh, also aren't that uh, intensive i'll be honest like they just walk you know they're not even power walking they're just walking
0: that's true yeah
1: say they burn like 100 calories they're going to come back in and they're going to eat some gulab jamun <laughs> and i'm pretty sure each gulab jamun like each each little sphere or whatever has like 80 90 calories and they might eat two or three and that right there is like if that's your entire walk it's gone and Damn. people do it here too people do it here too actually like fatter states they'll exercise a little bit and they'll say oh i i need a cheat meal you know i need a cheat meal every day and that mm-hmm. cheat meal becomes a cheat day and whatnot and they just they they, they justify their bad eating by going through the motions of fitness mm-hmm. yeah but unfortunately our bodies aren't that good at burning calories like even through exercise and yeah. so you can you almost always screw up your hard work if you overeat after you exercise. I mean, besides like rare cases, like uh, rare examples, like uh, of uh, top athletes and whatnot who eat like five thousand calories or more a day. Because not only are they exercising a lot, they also have performance enhancing drugs in their system mm-hmm. that also increase their metabolism. But for the for, for most, I I I also include myself in this and normal people with like people who just casually lift or don't lift at all like you have to watch your diet and you, you can never uh outrun a bad diet in that case you have to cut calories if you want if you want to lose weight
0: yeah yeah, yeah that's a great point and by the way i just looked up uh jamun calories on the internet i guess an average jamun is 150
1: oh wow so that's a lot oh yeah so even more yeah it's just basically yeah. a super dense ball of fat and sugar yeah, yeah. a lot of calories
0: <laughs> yeah right And uh, I don't think I've ever eaten more than one in one sitting, but Mm -hmm. just a side fun fact, my niece, when she was like four or five, she ate six of them in one sitting. (laughs) Six gulagia. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess the issue that goes along with that, hopefully we're not doing that on this podcast right now, but I would say there's a line between just trying to help somebody and just ridiculing them. I think mm-hmm. in desi culture, my culture, which is Punjabi, shaming in general, and they'll notice like they'll notice every single change in your body, yeah. and every every cloth you're wearing, and how it makes you look, and
2: especially auntie.
0: Basically, and they notice they focus more on the negatives and less on the positives, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> like you said there's more awareness in Pakistan now about like walking and eating healthier yeah but like what if someone is already overweight or is struggling with weight and the way they're like treated it's horrible they they make fun of you they the taunts are horrible aunties are so rude especially to girls when they're overweight you get a thousand things uh do you have kids if you're overweight it just makes things worse for the person Mm than any better there's no concept of support in Pakistan like if you want someone Mm -hmm. to help them out like go with them take them to the gym don't just like making fun of them in in public with with family around with everyone sitting around it's it's just a terrible thing and I've been I've been through that so I know how it feels like all my life I've been um, a very healthy child so when I was growing up. Um, I've always been overweight for my age and I'm still on the chubby side. So yeah, I still get it. Like, wait, no, my Like, you need to get married. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing that they put a woman through.
1: I think most people, most people just by nature can't deal with shaming. Uh, let, me this in, in, let me explain this in another way. I'm the kind of person who if, if I get made fun of, it makes me want to achieve a certain goal even more like I've gotten made fun of for being like I, I was I was pretty I was I used to be pretty fat and mm-hmm. I would get made fun of by people close to me and it just that just made me want to change myself even more like I just it just bounced off of me no pun intended like the insults but I agree that for most people insults aren't productive at all it just it breaks people down if you chip away at someone over time and they'll just fall apart and while some people like myself might not be affected by those insults. Most people need positive reinforcement.
2: I'm the opposite of that. I'm very emotional and things get to me really badly. Yeah. Like that shit gets to me. And and me, I'm like, I'm the exact opposite of what you said. Like I if someone's fat shaming me or saying shit to me, I will sit on my ass and I will do nothing because of that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. You, because you're, you're demotivating me. It's I, like, it, it, that's what mm-hmm. me not want to do with things especially my
1: mom yeah yeah i i can relate to that too it's annoying when it comes from your when it comes from your mother of all people i think that's that's a good topic for another day too the the stuff we'll hear from our parents that would make like non DCs for example recoil and shock like wow
0: (laughs) you mean you got beat up for crying
1: Yeah, and I mean fat loss—it's a long-term thing. You know, there's there's no instant results unless you're uh, unless you get surgery or something, but that has its own hurdles. It's a yeah. it's a thing that lasts over the course of months, and that's a long time if you think about it. Like every day, imagine being insulted every day, even if you're losing weight. It takes a while. Imagine mm-hmm. being insulted every day, whereas it would take you like six months to say uh have any like noticeable changes. You're being insulted every day for being fat. And uh, that would make most people feel like shit.
2: But then on top of that, it takes time to get started as well. Yeah. So when you're trying to start, yeah. and when, you, when you have your mind made up and you're constantly getting put down, like imagine not wanting to start. That's, that just yeah. sucks.
0: I think circumstances has a big role to play in this as well. So in Dan's case, he mentioned getting put down Kind of results in him wanting to achieve a goal even more. And I can relate to that. And at the same time, Maha's case is a bit different. So you get put down, but due to circumstance, maybe you're having a bad time in your life. Maybe things are just not working out in other factors of your life as well. All that kind of culminates, I guess, into one big negative feeling. That's what I've seen in others. And that's what I've experienced in myself. So some days Mm -hmm. I'll get put down and I'll be super motivated to kind of prove that person wrong. But then other days I'll get put down and I'll just be like, you know what, you know, life sucks and there's no point even trying to fight against it. So it just, I guess, depends on all the other factors going on in your life. So I really think people should be careful on what they say. In Desi culture, especially, there's no filter on our mouths for a lot of people. And that's a huge thing. And I almost feel like people take out their own they take out their own insecurities on others. A lot of people who aren't comfortable in their own bodies possibly and in their own selves might have maybe not achieved something. It's almost like they don't want you to achieve that same
1: thing, which they missed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree with that. And also, like, I want to make a comment on the, on the part about no filter. It's just frustrating because our culture is also one that, that encourages respect of elders so much. And it's those same elders that abuse their position and they'll insult you and put you down. I hate
0: that.
1: I think it's really frustrating.
0: Yeah. Dan, Mm -hmm. do you have anything more you want to discuss on the fitness aspect, I guess, like besides just the food?
1: I mean, I think people underestimate the amount of exercise they need and they underestimate a lot of things when it comes to fitness. A lot of older people I've noticed are afraid of weight training and weightlifting and doing, doing squats and stuff. And those are sometimes the most productive ways to reshape your body and look better more than just simple walks down the street and dieting a bit cuz when you build muscle it's mm-hmm. it's it's when you when you're gaining muscle you're looking better and it's as good as just losing weight if not better cuz you start looking stronger and healthier here in the states it's huge like you know with with powerlifting strongman bodybuilding all these things are really popular on social media so these things aren't just like, you know, squats and deadlifts and all the exercises. They aren't just reserved to athletes. You know, r- regular people do them. And you <laughs> see regular people on Instagram squatting 500 pounds. Like just your average Joe who might work in random industry, not anything related to fitness. I think a, a lot more people need an attitude shift. Oh, yeah. And uh, yeah. they should stop being afraid of things that benefit them. And especially girls, right? Uncles is one thing. Oh, yeah. But- <laughs> Everyone, man or woman, looks better, I think, if they exercise and they stop being afraid of weights, you know, whatever exercise you do. I mean, in the end, even if you're walking, that's it's still something, but right, people should stop being afraid of muscle or getting muscular.
0: Yeah, I completely agree. And I guess on that note, one thing that I personally believe in is you should at least, at the very least, you should be able to control your body weight. So for example, I know mm-hmm. some People, uh, mostly girls, actually, in my family, who can't even do one push-up. I feel like, you know, it's your body weight. Mm-hmm. You should be able
1: to control it. Oh, yeah. Definitely, definitely.
0: And honestly, if you can do one push-up, that's not you're not going to grow pecs the size of uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's <laughs> or something. Mm-hmm. So doing mm-hmm. be- being able to do even, like, one push-up, one pull-up, one squat, one, you know, uh, anything that involves using your own body weight. I feel like every single person. The way I picture it is, let's say I'm lost in a jungle and... <laughs> A forest or something, and the only way to get out of there to pull myself off, you know, like on top of a tree branch or something, and then climb up over a fence. And if Mm -hmm. I couldn't do one pull up, then I would die of starvation. And that's how Mm -hmm. I think of it. Sometimes I feel like that—that's a message, not just for the guys, but also for the girls. You don't have to squat five hundred pounds, but at the very least, be able to lift your own weight. Any motivating tips for people who are just starting off and they don't want to get intimidated?
1: I always tell newbies that save your money. Don't don't hire the personal trainer. Don't go to the CrossFit gym. Just go to like your your five dollar a month, ten dollar. Go to your YMCA or something. Yeah, and and spend the money that you save on food, on chicken and stuff, and rice and beans. And, yeah. and and that benefits you a lot more than a CrossFit gym, a personal trainer who who charges like fifty an hour or something, like just uses his phone while you're doing like lightweight on a machine. You know. Yeah. Right. Right.
0: Another thing that came to my mind, which is guys, uh, especially Desi guys, this kind of blends into another topic that I wanted to talk about in the future, but there's a mindset that only girls cook, right? And guys are just there to eat. And because of that- Oh,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. I hate that.
0: <laughs> yeah. When they move out by themselves, because they have that mindset that there should be a girl in the house that needs to cook and there's no girl in their apartment, hopefully, they they just refuse to cook and they just go out and get- Like all this unhealthy food every single day, eating out, takeouts, Mm -hmm. food deliveries, pizza delivery. and Expensive too. Expensive too. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone through that. So
1: I personally, I love cooking. It's fun cooking. It's, it's a, I like meal prepping too. Like some people hate meal prepping, but I I think it's fun. Like making meals for the next few days. not like glamorous. It's not glamorous cooking. (laughs) You're just frying up chicken and boiling rice or beans. Healthy food, honestly, is a lot cheaper than people think. When they think of healthy, unfortunately, they think of only like the nicest organic vegetables and whatnot that, yeah, are kind of expensive. But beans, for example, beans are a really, really rich, high fiber, high protein uh, uh, food source. And I can find beans at the dollar store. I can <laughs> find like 16 to, to a 32 servings dried beans yeah. for a dollar. 16 to 32 servings depending on the type of bean like red bean red kidney bean or pinto bean or whatever and that right there is it's like a whole week's worth of meals part of a whole week's worth of meals for a dollar and then you get some chicken and chicken's like pretty cheap here and then you get some rice rice is dirt cheap wherever you are Mm -hmm. as long as you're like getting some like fancy rice like if you just get some basic white rice it's very cheap and as we as we talked about before you know just practice portion control and you'll Mm -hmm. be good Because rice in itself is very, very healthy. It's just overeating that screws you up.
0: Yeah, yeah, I completely agree. I learned this other technique off of Reddit, actually, uh, several years ago when I was living in California by myself. Get a slow cooker and basically... Yeah,
1: slow cookers. I would
0: just throw in all the things that I wanted to eat. So basically just chicken Mm -hmm. and I would put a daisy twist to it. So, you know, add in some red chili, turmeric and coriander powder, cumin, all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then basically just leave it, go to work, and run it for six hours, come back home, and it would be ready. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, so I did that for a few days. And then later on, I just kind of turned on the slow cooker after I got home, just to just for safety mm-hmm. reasons. But that used to mm-hmm. work really well and with very little preparation too. All you had mm-hmm. to do was just buy the ingredients and throw them in the cooker, and yeah,
1: yeah, and it, it, it tastes great. Like slow slow cooker chickens are those amazing yeah. meals that like for for how for how low calorie it is. I mean, it's just chicken salt and whatever seasonings you want, other seasonings like hot sauce or cumin or whatever. It right. tastes delicious. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, just so uh, I was thinking, maybe we should say something positive about Desi culture too. <laughs> it's like, to, mm-hmm. to, to make sure we're not shitting on Pakistan all the time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Is there something we can think of we do correctly in our culture that maybe Americans can learn from or Canadians can learn from?
1: Delicious food. Delicious food that it, it isn't so reliant on sugar. Because yeah. a lot of American dishes, even in the uh, main main course, much less a dessert, you have sugar added in foods. But with our food, it's non-sugary, like non-like, it's like a crutch, like non-sugary flavors. It's a whole, whole variety of different spices. And I mean, that's why I love our cuisine. Like, it's, it's, it's great. And to an extent, I can understand why people get really fat. All the uncles chow down because mm-hmm. it's so good. And I mean, honestly, it's like, not going to lie, it's pretty high protein. So... Yeah. You can make some gains off that if, <laughs> if you if you watch your watch yourself.
2: Also, comparing to I guess North America, they see culture like we have less processed food, home cooked food. It's real, it's legit. You know, we don't have as mm-hmm. much processed food as the North American culture. I guess. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I want to add to that actually. Overall, more nutritious. food. I know you kind of mentioned that, but what I really mean is like we have the variety in our cuisine. We have so much variety. If you think about it, we cook like almost every vegetable. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, That's a different story that we don't always eat that stuff. But, um, you know, you can combine chicken with squash, with spinach and eggplants. And but, like my mom does all that combination. And some things we like, some things we don't. But overall, our cuisine, if we do it right, and we don't eat like non chole every day with halim and pae and stuff Mm -hmm. you can actually make it pretty healthy you can control for example the amount of oil that you put in there you don't have to put in as much as my mom does for example
2: we make it taste amazing
0: yeah now that uh, for some reason when i go to a desi restaurant i always choose chicken biryani i don't know why (laughs) speaking of that variety i always choose like the one of the less healthier but more delicious options but that's a different story (laughs)
1: I found that the uh, way restaurants make briyani is just it, it's addictive I don't know why it's just it, it's it's not as good as the biryani you can get at home but it's just it's tasty it's just I like... think it's because I think it's how spicy they make it yeah it's it's, yeah. it's usually spicier than the stuff you make it ho- you make or eat at home because uh yeah you kind of you could you, you kind of build like a light sheen of sweat over your forehead when you're eating it because <laughs> it's so spicy and it's great
0: <laughs> yeah Right, varies from restaurant to restaurant I guess but yeah he, he does have a point like I've never had restaurant cooked biryani that was better than home cooked yet mm-hmm. for some reason whenever I go to Pakistani restaurants I have to try the biryani it's almost like my way of yeah. measuring that restaurant's you know quality if you have good biryani I'll come back yeah. that's so true <laughs> so thanks a lot uh, for joining again Ma.
2: thanks for having
0: yep and thank you Dan
1: I'm glad to be here it was a nice talk Yeah, yeah, awesome.